0: All right. On this episode of Too Fit to Be Tied, we are talking about.
1: Uh, oh my! Is that my cue? Yeah, you, you,
0: we're <laughs> You're just rolling. and you staring go, at me? Looking at your phone? <laughs> are you? Are you? Are you serious about this? I didn't
1: know it was. on. you Are you, in? Are you I'm in, in, I'm in? I'm in. I'm all in. I'm in. I mean, in.
0: it's a new year. We should be trying to to
1: maybe like professionalize this podcast up a little.
0: Yeah, just a little bit. Just okay. a, a just a notch above okay. last year.
1: Yeah, that's a good. That's a good resolution. I think we should. We, I will. I will start.
0: Okay. All right. I will
1: do them. Sorry. Um, my phone just goes off all the time, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, which there, is actually
1: going to be part of my New Year's resolution. I need to be know, less addicted to my phone.
0: You may not know this, but there, there's a, a little button on the side. Mm-hmm. You can just flip it. And, I, and I you... did,
1: but I felt it vibrate.
0: Oh, okay. You're like addicted to I your am. phone.
1: I am. It's bad. Wow. It is bad.
0: So, another New Year's resolution.
1: And there's yes. So let's kick it off with New Year's resolutions because, you know, everybody's got them. Okay. And I think that it's a really, it is a really good year. Like, it's a great start to the year to be like, okay, what did I reflect back? What did I do last year that maybe wasn't severely healthy or good for me? Mm -hmm. And where did I go wrong? And also, it's not just like, oh, I'm going to not check my phone. No, you have to have a game plan, you know? So like maybe Uh, when I'm podcasting, I don't. Have the phone in, you know, anywhere close to me where I could feel the vibration or Uh, see it ding, you know? Maybe I have a plan of action.
0: Yeah, I I, I get that. Not just I'm going to do this, but then what are the action steps to get you to that goal? You
1: need that. Otherwise, it's a goal without a plan. Yeah. And I think there's a saying about having like a goal without a plan. I don't I just don't know what the saying is.
0: Oh I don't know either. Well we'll have to look that up and when we right. figure it out we'll You're so, usually you, good so you with have this. you have resolutions?
1: I do. I really well resolutions. I don't like to call them that, but I have goals for this year. I would like okay. to try to be less addicted to my phone. Okay. Cause I do have I do have an issue. I mean my son, we will be watching a movie and he literally looks at me and he's like no phone. Huh. So I'm like I might have a problem. Um, it's
0: usually it's the parents. <laughs> Who have to say no phones at at the dinner table.
1: At the dinner table, I don't usually have a phone, but sometimes it's work. You know, if I ignore the phone for like an hour, like all hell breaks loose and I missed out on something pretty epic or important.
0: Yeah, the tone of your voice just (laughs) then just makes it sound like, I don't know if I can do this.
1: I'm gonna. I am. I'm gonna try. I'm not gonna be perfect. I just know that I have to have time, so I put the phone away. So that's one of my goals for the new year. Um, The second goal is that. Is are you even asking me, or am I just? Am I just?
0: I asked you if you had goals. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, the the next obvious question is what. What else? What What are what are the resolutions?
1: Okay, so it's that, Um, but it's also which I have. I've been doing pretty decently at. I am really gonna try to limit. Um, my drinking. Because not that I have a problem, Mm -hmm. but I tend to go overboard.
0: You know, it's like,
1: I don't pay attention when I go out and it's like three drinks later. And that's a lot for me. And I have a headache the next day and I feel like shit. And Mm -hmm. I am tired of doing that. And I have to have a, again, I have to have a, I can't just say, oh, I'm going to go out tonight and not drink or I'm going to drink less because there's no plan. Yeah, I have to drink water in between, or okay. I have to have somebody with me who is like my, you know, liquor police, and is like she only said two. We can't order her more because it's a social pressure. People love for you to like have another, have another.
0: Yeah, if they're drinking well, and I, th- I think what happens also is around holiday times we get into family gatherings and and all the parties, and there's just alcohol around, so it's easy to kind of just ramp up during. This time of year.
1: It's true. So Uh, look at me. I'm drinking a coffee, and what are you drinking?
0: A clear liquid.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're going to see how—
0: Well, you know, the thing with drinking is not— Well, I don't don't actually have any resolutions. You have none? No. No, I mean, it's not that I don't have things that I need to or I would like to work on, but um, I I feel like if— As opposed to saying, okay, I'm going to start January 1st. If it's worth doing, it's worth doing now. Okay. So, you know, so I don't go, okay, in twenty twenty two, this is gonna be my my thing. You never do that. No. Now I will the and and you know I took the last week of the year off.
1: Yeah, oh I know. Oh I subbed for you. I know, I subbed your classes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Not because I've never done that. I've right. never Right, I know, for you. I know,
1: you're right. So I reciprocated, you're but,
0: right. But um but I like to just sort of—I don't know—just kind of wind down and sort of reflect. I guess. Okay. Um,
1: so, how'd your reflection go? What did you come up with?
0: Oh, lots of stuff. That—that that might be another. Oh, okay. That might be another right. podcast episode. But can you another, give us one thing? It, it, it's not. It's not.
1: Would it's you like, like meditate all day?
0: Not all day. No. A lot. I mean I meditate every day. I know, but was much. it like
1: double like double up on the meditation? No, no, okay. No, not at all. Okay.
0: Um well and another thing people do at the New Year's, they change their they want to change their eating habits. Yes. And that is actually what we're talking about today. So wait a
1: minute, you know what we're talking about today? Yeah. I am impressed.
0: We talked about bumping this thing up. <laughs> the- Professionalism. We talked about bumping it up a little bit,
1: and you took okay. I all took right, it to heart. I like it. Um, we are talking about healthy eating today, so we have a uh, we have a guest. But who booked the guest? Just out of curiosity, you booked the guest. Oh, okay, all right. Just wanted okay. to make sure I got okay. credit. You
0: you get credit for the guests. So, and, and and I think you know it's like one of those things. Um, you know, people have eating plans, and I see people they'll go, "Oh, I'm doing this diet," and the diet says to eat this and eat this and eat this. And and one of the um, and I don't know if we talked about this before, but it, similar to like I was uh, having some headshots taken a while back, mm-hmm. and they say, okay, well, turn this way, and then drop your shoulder, and then move your chin, and and the photographer said something that was you know really uh, caught me, you know he said, okay, I'm telling you to make these movements, but then after you make that movement, then make it yours, mm. you know, so if if I just stay in that.
1: Awkward position. In that, in that
0: awkward position, it looks mechanical and it doesn't look natural. So he's saying, here, here are the general movements and then take it and make it yours. And I, and I say that to say the same thing as with, with eating habits. So I think a lot of people go eat this many ounces of steak and this many ounces of vegetable, and they're trying to either overeat or undereat. But it's like you have to, and it takes time, you have to figure out what works for you. And so you take those general guidelines and see what works for you. And it, it takes some time. It takes some effort. And sometimes you need some help. And that's where people like us come in. And uh, and you take that thing and you make it yours.
1: So you and I have talked a lot on previous podcasts about our nutrition um, sort of philosophy and what we do and what we teach our clients. Um, but we, are, we booked somebody today. Her name is Nicole Monier. Um, and we're going to get her on in a second. But she... Basically takes it an opposite ante and takes us to a totally different level. And I'm Mm -hmm. really excited to have her because I wanted somebody who is completely out of the box different than what we would do. And not not necessarily, well, different. I mean, Mm -hmm. different, not totally drastically um, opposite ends of the spectrum. But just, I think we're going to get a really good glimpse into. um,
0: A different. different
1: An elevated sort of uh, idealization and ideology on. Food. Yeah. So, I'm excited. Are you?
0: I'm always excited.
1: All right. Let's don't, call it. Don't
0: I always look excited? <laughs> don't, don't answer that.
1: No, you don't.
0: I'm excited on the inside.
1: Oh, all right. All
0: right, so Constance is going to introduce our guest today.
1: Okay, so Nicole uh, Monir is actually a very long-time colleague of mine, and uh, Nicole, you and I go back, I don't even know, maybe like... 15, 16 years. Um,
2: or, or 20. Maybe 20. I don't, You might be right.
1: So tell us, I mean, I know you from the personal trainer, group exercise instructor side, but there's so much more to you and so much more to your history. And now, currently, you're, you know, tell us what you're doing and, you know, we're kind of a little bit about yourself.
2: Yeah, so I I actually started dance at the age of four and I danced all the way up to about age 38, 39. And then I started working out in college when I was 17. That was in the early 90s. And then I started working for ballets in the late 90s. And, you know, I was on the performance team, group X with you, you know, group X, so I group X, like people know what we're talking about. Mm. And then um, I, you know, started personal training and I was working out but I was super sick. I had a I had over a dozen chronic conditions starting in my teenage years going up into my early 30s and I was on dozens of prescriptions going to doctors weekly including my dad a doctor and my mom a nurse both of them are deceased and so working out was great. It was a great outlet, but it wasn't truly what was pivotal in my health transformation. And then it wasn't until my early thirties that I then started to focus more on eating real unadulterated foods from the land and the sea that I got off over dozens of prescriptions, including uh, asthma inhalers, weekly allergy shots, I uh, basically reversed decades of chronic conditions, and now at 49 years old, I'm almost 50, I have zero chronic conditions, I'm on zero prescription drugs, and it's been that way since 2006, so for the past 16 years. Initially, starting with health and fitness, I used to be in corporate America, and then I transitioned, and then I you know, it was helping people work out and transform their bodies and kicking their butts and doing group exercise. And then I was teaching them how to eat. And, and so then I got my chat, holistic lifestyle coaching. So I look at all areas of a client's life. So I am a life coach. And then I've also recently, just a couple of years ago, got my root cause protocol education, where I offer hair tissue, mineral analysis, testing and blood panels that you don't get from like uh, allopathic doctors or even functional doctors that help look at the root cause of disease.
0: You changed your your eating habits. Um, Tell us what you were eating that was contributing to you being uh, sick, and then tell us what you changed to. And then I'm also curious whether there are like one or two things that um, were really giving you a hard time. Uh,
2: So I switched to organic. I got off of all gluten and genetically modified foods, and then I, I started listening to my body. Most people don't listen to their body. So for 33 years of my life, I had IBS, I had asthma, I had chronic fatigue, I had reoccurring sinus infections, ruptured ovarian cysts, and the list goes on. And anytime our body is out of balance, it will tell us. Our body is so wise.
0: I, I agree and with that 100%. I, you know, I I tell people all the time, you know, if you pay attention to how you feel when you eat what you eat, your body will tell you whether or not it's good for it or not.
1: Correct. So, Correct. You, I, I mean, you were eating, <laughs> I mean, obviously, like, as a trainer and a fitness competitor, you know, I'm assuming that you're eating, I mean, you you have to eat whole foods. You know, you can't be eating um, processed foods and, you know, you're eating an abundance of protein and vegetables. Are you saying that you were eating healthy or what people consider healthy and then you changed to more organic type foods? And that was kind of like the big um, mystery. I mean, like I'm, I, I know you ate healthy in the past. I've known you. So I have I know you've been on a regimented diet. So I'm just trying to figure out from going from strict to even sort of "quote unquote" stricter, uh, is that sort of your transition?
2: Yeah. So initially, like in my late twenties, is when I started competing, and I, you know, again, I was I was sick then because it wasn't until I was thirty three, and I was eating like the competition diet, and the competition diet isn't "quote unquote" healthy,
1: right? I mean, I was eating a lot
2: of the same foods Mm -hmm. every day, like eating the same foods every day is not healthy. The thing is too, like a lot of people look at like, oh, I can't do what you do. You know, it's so strict. And it's like, I was in pain. And when the pain teacher arrives in your life, and that's different for everybody. I was sick and tired of being sick and tired and everybody's pain tolerance is different. You know, like you have, your body communicates to you, Jerome, like like you're saying like, okay, you know, you listen to it, but a lot of people don't listen to it until it's too painful. And at that point it was too painful. The right people came into my life at the right time and I was ready to make those changes and I did it. And it was seven months of consistently following like approved and unapproved foods, you know, eliminating foods that were hurting me. And, you know, in that seven months, I can tell you, hand over my heart, swear to God, hand on the Bible, that I had one Portillo's burger and fries, one scoop of ice cream, and one vodka soda in seven months. Otherwise, I didn't have any food out. I didn't have um, any alcohol. Uh, I didn't have any Sugar. sugar. So I was sick all the time. And like, I'm 49. I don't do any stimulants. I don't do coffee. I do zero. You know, I feel great. I don't have chronic aches and pains. And it's not to say that I'm immune to disease or aches and pains. It's a
1: family gathering or it's, you know,
2: you're going out, you know, for dinner
1: with a bunch of girlfriends. And you're at a place where you know it's not organic, it's not pasture-raised foods, and, you know, I mean, God knows what the shit that they're putting in your food. What do you do?
2: <laughs> okay, so two things. I've manifested my life. I have so many people in my life who are like-minded, who enjoy going to organic restaurants or places where we can get grass-fed burgers. So one, usually, if, we're, if, if I'm going out to eat with other people we're usually going somewhere that, you know, I recommend and everybody else is all on board with it. And then that may sound selfish. And then, (laughs) and then if I am going somewhere, I usually eat before, or I, you know, pack a meal, have it in the car. And it's like, I go for the socialization and to be around people and family. And I don't go for the food. So if you did go, if
1: you did, and you had, you know, you go to Gibson's, right? You have a steak and you got you know you eat totally off your plan. Um, how do you feel?
2: Okay, so here's the thing. I don't do that anymore.
1: So it's I not even an option for you.
2: Here's the thing. I can't unknow what I know, constant
1: Yeah. Let's say you get a new client. You know, I mean, yeah. do they? Here, here's a perfect example. So the other day, I'm sitting down doing a like a fitness and nutrition consultation, and I'm yes. talking to a client, and she's like. Well, I just, you know, I don't eat um, carbs. And I said, oh, okay. So we went through her diet. And I was like, well, that's interesting because, I mean, we got half a croissant here. We've got, you know, some crackers. We've got a cookie. I go, we've got raspberries. We've got strawberries. And she goes, what? And I'm like, raspberries and strawberries. She's like, um, like, she was appalled that she ate that because she's like, that's a carb. I said, yeah, that's a carb. And she's like, I thought, she's a 56-year-old educated woman. And she's like, I thought broccoli was a carb. I mean, I don't eat broccoli. I'm like, my, my mind is so blown because I'm just like, people do not know. I don't think like the general public really understands how people are so uneducated on food. They don't know what a protein is. They don't know what a fat is. They don't know what carbs are. You're just not really taught that. And people have to learn it from trainers like us. So I'm just curious. You get somebody, Sally Joe, that comes in that doesn't even know a carb from a protein. How in the world do you evolve and get them to at even choosing something like is out there as pasture raised or grass fed or organic when they don't even know protein versus carbs?
2: Okay, so with my check education, are you familiar with check? Yes, Czech?
1: we actually had a guest on who was um, check certified and she gave us the whole lowdown. I think we gotta, you got you to check back to Kristen Stafford. That gives you the whole lowdown. So yes, we are familiar.
2: But those of us that are you know, doing it as a business and practicing what, what we preach are living the check principles every day, every single day. So here's the thing. I'm not the right coach for everybody. Mm -hmm. And I'm very particular. I'm not going to work with someone who's not willing to change the choices that are creating their pain. I'm not going to help people change a pant size or, or help them, you know, get on a diet because I don't promote diets. I promote, you know, customized lifestyle nutrition. And the thing, you know, somebody saying, Oh, you know, I'm paleo. It's like, we have a society today that is so uh connected with being connected. Oh, you know, I'm paleo, I'm vegan, I'm, be- you know, whatever vegetarian and it's I'm not shaming or or saying anything bad about those things, but it's like I work with a lot of people who have followed those with not much success. Right. So it's like there isn't a one size fits all. So that's how I coach people. It's not a one size fits all. I teach people again to tune into their body's wisdom, well, tune in. Jerome
1: was just saying before we got on we got on the call with you, it's not a one size fits all type of thing, and people want that. People want what, you know, their cousin's sister did to drop 25 pounds, and that's what's going to fit them, and they can't figure out why they're not feeling good and why they're not losing weight.
2: So then that's where I even go a bit deeper to trauma and patterns and habits, where I help them look at coping mechanisms, which goes way deeper, because it's like how— how can you get someone to change? One, you got to find out what their dream is and how important it is to them. And then, two, a lot of people don't love themselves, so they don't take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: If, if someone's in a position where, you know, where they're um, sick and tired of being sick and tired, what's the, the first step that someone can take to get on that path to uh, being healthier and happier?
2: Bring them, bring them my way. <laughs> That's exactly where we're like two peas in a pod. If they're sick and tired of being sick and tired, it depends on what they're sick and tired of, but they need to pause and create awareness. It's like, well, what's causing them to be sick and tired mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of being sick and tired? And and be honest with themselves. Do they right. want it? How bad I mean, do you
1: want it is really a big, it sounds like that's a really big question for you when you meet people and when you're sort of doing protocol, because if they don't really want it that bad, it's going to be almost impossible for you to help.
2: So, I mean, I have, I, you know, I'm, my prices are much higher because I mean, I know what I'm worth it and I've been doing this for over 20 years. And I, when I, you know, when I have my complimentary call with people, I mean, I have a lot of people who, you know, work with me and then I have people who don't for whatever reasons. And then I have people who pay me a lot of money. And then I never hear from them. Mm -hmm. So it's really
0: How bad did they
2: want it? I can relate to a lot of my clients because I've had a lot of hardship throughout my life, not just illness, but I've been through divorce. I've had my entire family is deceased, including my brother. And you know, I'm a single mom. So it's like I can relate to many because it's not, oh yeah, I just plowed through it. That that was the old me. Okay, right. That's probably part of what killed me is just plowing through stuff, you know? And so really, yeah, people need to want it. And the thing is, the, the money won't matter to them. You know I mean? Yes, it will. But, you know, when, like, if you want that Gucci bag, you are going to do whatever you need to get the money to get that Gucci bag.
1: Does that answer your question, Jerome? Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So you mentioned something about alcohol, and we were just discussing how I'm drinking coffee And Jerome is drinking something, some clear liquid. Normally, normally we are always partaking in a cocktail, but it's, you know what, I've overdone it. And so it's time for me to, I got to tone it down a notch. But I, you and I have partied years ago. And I have seen you drink. I remember being on the dance floor with you and I remember you drinking. Do you still drink? And if so, um, how often and how has that changed?
2: So I can count on one hand each year how often I drink. Like this year, I had one drink on 4th of July. It was organic. I had a half of organic sangria. It was delicious on my birthday in November. And then we were in Florida vacationing and I had gluten-free vodka. I mean, I love to dance. I dance my whole life. And those were some great times, but I'm like, oh my God, I couldn't do that again. I mean, yeah, (laughs) staying up till two, three, four in the morning. I'm like, no way. I am in bed around nine or 10. And if I go to bed at 11 or 12, I will feel like I have a massive hangover. Yep. And so- Well, also the the more, you
1: know, the healthier you are, the harder it is on your system. It's like you're poisoning your system.
2: It's what Jerome said. You're more in tune because we know when people say, oh, they start to eat cleaner. It's like, oh, I'm a little more sensitive now because when I eat this or that, I notice this. It's like, you're not sensitive. Your body was doing that all along. You just kind of tuned it out.
1: When you're really cleaning up your foods, drinking is like one of the worst. I'm out. This is why I'm sitting here drinking coffee. Um, Drinking is one of the worst things you can do because you feel the effects so much more. And let's face it when you're hungover, you're definitely not eating chicken and spinach. You know what I mean? You're going and gravitating toward the wrong choices of food anyways.
2: Here's a here's a free tip from the Czech Institute. Yeah. If you're going to drink, you want to make sure you you eat protein and fat, not starchy carbs. That's going to actually help with better absorption fat. That's, a, that's another huge thing. Like I got pregnant naturally at age 41 and my my nutrition changed again when I got my first level Czech education in 2013. I didn't eat the same food for four days. So I had 20 different meals because at that time I was eating five meals a day. I was competing then. And hmm. uh, I did. So again, another seven month stint where I did seven months of, you know, rotating my foods And, uh, I was eating all sorts of fat, way more fat than when I competed because most competitors don't eat it. But I I mean, actually I was competing that last year and I competed, I was flown out to Prague and India to compete and I had just come off the Olympia stage. So like, you know, fat is something that every single male and female and child and infant and toddler they need, but they need the right kind of fat, especially, for whatever their health is. And there's a lot of bad misinformation out there about fat because people fear it. I eat fat several times a day. I'm not fat. I'm not overweight, you know, and you can look at pictures of me from even when I competed and you can see I was eating, you know, measured amounts of fat then at four or five meals a day and I was still ripped.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. I can attest to that. I know you then, I know you now, and it's pretty amazing. Um, okay, so tell us uh, where people can find you.
2: My website is NicoleMonier.com. That's N-I-C-O-L-E-M-O-N-E-E-R.com. I'm on Instagram at lifestyle360bynicolemonier.com. by And I have a podcast, the Holistic Healing Podcast. It is on iHeartRadio. It is on Spotify, Google, and Apple. So it's the Holistic Healing Experience and it's Wednesdays live, but you can obviously
0: catch the recording.
1: All right. So, if you want more information on uh, Nicole's style of eating and her nutrition tips, check her out there.
0: Yeah. Thanks for doing this, Nicole. Thanks,
1: Nicole. That was really thanks interesting. So Thank you, you so so much. We so appreciate it.
0: Well, that was a great conversation. So, uh, a lot of a lot of interesting things there about listening to your body, and then also a little different, I think, than what you were saying. But when um, People go, oh, well, you know, I stopped eating McDonald's and then I ate McDonald's and now I feel like crap. It's mm-hmm. like, you always felt like crap. Right. But that was just your, that was just your… Threshold. Th- well, that was just your basic state. Right. That was like your baseline. Yeah. And so you don't know what it feels like when you haven't been eating it. You know, the same thing with salt. People, you know, people, if you need to cut back on your your salt, that's another thing. You know, sometimes your food is so salty, you think it tastes normal.
1: right. Until you go and, off of
0: it. Until you go off of it or cut back on it, you know, and then you eat some something salty and you feel like your tongue's going to burn off.
1: You take you take a couple of weeks off from going out to a restaurant you start making your own food and you go back, you're amazed at the salt level. Like, I have thought people have dumped, like somebody accidentally dumped the salt shaker in oh, this yeah, food. Yeah. Something is wrong here. Um, it's interesting. This is our second Czech practitioner that we've had on, and they do, it's, you know, you see how... Um, It's really all about holistic health, and they are very much all about changing your entire lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And not every client, as you know as a trainer, um, not every client is ready for that. Some of them need to take a baby step. But when people are sick of being sick and tired, I think that's when, like she said. When you're in
0: pain. When they're in pain and ready to do something, yeah. I mean, pain will make you do some drastic things.
1: Well, I'm sure she never thought she'd be eating this way, and her whole lifestyle has changed, yeah. you know I mean, she even said I mean she's very, very stringent and strict about the risk restaurants she goes to and she'll eat in the car beforehand. you know, many people wouldn't do that. So I think once you realize your pain tolerance is no, you're no longer you no longer have the tolerance and you're ready to make drastic changes. it happens. So yeah. it was kind of cool to have somebody on that has been through that and has made some drastic changes.
0: Yeah. Well that was I mean, I'm just
1: not gonna drink for like a month and then I'm, you know. <laughs> I mean, I'm just making small baby steps here, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, you know,
1: but that's st- that's very admirable. I mean You got you,
0: you start you're starting with a plan.
1: I'm starting with a you've plan. You've
0: got a goal, you've got some action steps that you're taking to get there. Well, that was a. A great episode. So, anything else?
1: That's all I got.
0: Okay. So, for too fit to be tied, I'm Jerome. I'm Constance. And we'll see you next time. Bye.